We are going to be in Colossians 1. Uh, we'll start the timer just in case I get carried away. And uh, Colossians 1, 15 to 23. And we are going to see and speak this evening. Okay, so if you're on the uh, note writing side, you might want to write down see and speak. We've done the worship, we've done the waiting, waffle. Okay, let's carry on. Um, are you somebody who sees and speaks a little too fast? I am. It gets me into trouble. Sometimes I see funny things happen, like the waffles. Not everyone gets it, but I go with it anyway. I was at a wedding once, and in came the wedding car. And the chap who uh, had hired the car told me how much it cost to hire. And I went, how much? It's rusty. And pointed out the rust on this car. At which point the bride and groom looked horrified and made me feel rather stupid. Often we see things, and we see and we speak it. This week, I hadn't had a shave on Tuesday, and I came to work a little bit cold, so I had an older shirt, which is slightly thicker, a body warmer, or a gilet if you're posh, and I was uh, sat there, and somebody said, oh, you don't look very well. <laughs> what? You look poorly. You look tired. You look stressed. Is everything all right? I like, I'm just cold. Leave me alone. And yeah, they just saw and they spoke. Nonsense. Uh, but sometimes we pick up on what people are doing, what people are wearing. Would you believe, often after I've finished talking, people are more interested in what I'm wearing than what I've said? I don't know whether this is true. Often I wear costumes as well, which doesn't help. But people are fascinated by what the vicar, the person at the front, the priest decides to wear. My ideal choice of clothing, just so we're honest, is shorts and T-shirt. If I had the choice in what I wore, shorts and t-shirt all the time with trainers. That's me. That's Matt. That's the person who will answer the door unless it's gone 10 o'clock and then I'll be in a dressing gown. But that's just how I roll. Shorts and t-shirt is me. But being a, uh, at the front, being part of the clergy team, we were invited to wear the dog collar set, you know, with this, this one. And so I wore a black shirt and a white collar. Well, apparently, a few years ago, the black shirt meant something different. And I didn't know this. I was meant to wear a blue shirt. And all these different things that didn't actually have anything to do with Jesus. But we spend lots of time worrying about which robes to wear, which T-shirts to wear, which collars to wear. And actually, all we're supposed to be doing is speaking about God, declaring his good news. Paul, in this passage, is seeing God in all his fullness and is speaking the truth to the church. The church has been probably pointed in the wrong direction at times. They've got obsessed with what the people at the front are wearing or they've got obsessed with how they do their worship or they've got obsessed with how they sit, stand, when they join in, when they don't join in. Sounds a little familiar. But actually Paul is speaking truth. So if we run through the passage and then we'll have a look at how we can see and speak. So verse 15 is all about the Son of God. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. They've been following this God for many years. If they're part of the Jewish culture, they will have had a concept of a deity of God who spoke to their forefathers in the desert. All of that generational stuff. The Son of God, Jesus became, was God he was suddenly had an image. Some of the people listening may have had relatives who have seen this Jesus person. Verse 16, the idea that Jesus was involved in all of creation is something that we know, 
but not necessarily in this context. All was done by him. 17, before, and he held all together again. Jesus is in all things, and he continues to be in all things. It didn't stop when the Bible was written, but he continues to be involved. He's the head of the church. I get the opportunity to stand here and tell you about him, but he leads this place. Jesus is the head of his church and the world church, which we're part of. He's the first in the resurrected. These people would have been trying to work out, hang on a minute, our ancestors were destined for a promised land. There's this concept of heaven, however they understood it. But Jesus was the first person that made that possible through his death on the cross, which is where we get to. So in verse 19, he's just clarifying that God was fully Jesus. Sometimes you've got to remember that this is a conversation taking place. Paul has heard what they might have been struggling with, and he's answering it in a letter. The chances are they didn't know whether Jesus was fully God or not, and so he's making that point. Verse 20, what was the point of Jesus? Well, he came to reconcile, to make peace with. And how did he do that? We get offended often when we mention this in church because it's like, well, how, how does this happen? But it, it came through his blood. The first listeners would have accepted that because of the idea of this sacrifice being made. Each time they had a festival, each time they uh, did something wrong, there would be some sort of sacrifice made. The blood of an animal would have been spread, bled. And so actually for us, the blood of Jesus is important. It's wincing, it's uncomfortable, it's not, not okay. But it was what was needed. It happened through the cross, through the form of Roman execution that was common at the time. But the difference is, Jesus' death was predicted. If we read our Old Testament, it tells us how he, the Messiah will die. And Jesus fulfilled that. Before crucifixion was even invented, it said that he will be pierced for our transgressions. Uh, in verse 21, it calls the people listening aliens. The idea that they were once enemies or far off, but now they were welcomed in to the presence of God because of Jesus. That's us. We're alien, but we're welcomed in now because of Jesus. So we're reconciled because Christ's body went through something. Why did it go through something? So that we could be holy. Holy is to be set apart, not to not exist in the present, but to be saved by Jesus so that we can live differently, set apart for a purpose, set apart to share God's love free from blemish. Again, this was the sacrificial language, language around uh, trying to kill an animal that had no blemish. The perfect lamb would be killed. And yet Jesus was the once and for all sacrificial lamb, which means now we, even though we probably full of blemishes, don't have to die because Jesus takes our place. But then we have this continual message of hope the gospel will be heard and proclaimed. It's quite a lot in that passage. It's a deep passage. So what have we got? How can we see and speak? Well, I think Paul is encouraging the church then to notice Jesus. He's the creator. Look at all the things that he's created. Do you remember all the stories of him living 
We call them the Gospels now. Look at how he was alive. Look what he, what he said. Look at what he did. Look at his death. Look at how he died. It was as predicted. But also, look at his resurrection. What does that mean? And how he is reigning now in heaven. And how he is speaking to us through his spirit. There's a sustaining part of Jesus too. Paul's inviting them to see all that through these passages. But also to notice their own behaviours. Their behaviours which would have fallen short. It's not to try to behave better necessarily, although that's good. But it's to say, step towards Jesus to make you holy. That's for us and that was also for them. And then he's trying to speak. Paul is speaking into their context. He's encouraging them. He's sharing with them what he has, but also what he's noticed. He's not doing it nastily. He's not doing it to prove a point. He's doing it out of love. We can see and speak just as Paul did, and we can proclaim to every creature and every one the name of Jesus So I hope that's a little bit about the passage, but I wanted to give you some practical examples, some amazing people that I've spoken to over the last few weeks who are living out this. They see Jesus at work and they're speaking Jesus in a way that they can. So we're going to start with our very, very lovely John and Pam. John and Pam, will you come and join me for a second? Round of applause. And John and Pam are going to be on the radio mic. Here we go. How are we? Well, thank you, Welcome to the front. Don't, don't let their uh, miserable faces put you off. Uh, they've been listening to me for 10 minutes. Okay, Pam and John, you come along every week and serve us, and we love you for it. But you're going to tell us very briefly in your own words how you've been seeing and speaking Jesus. Well, going back some time, maybe 18 months ago, you might remember as a church we were challenged by John Scammon. He asked us to consider where we were and where our front line was to reach out to people. And thinking of family, workplace, and neighbors. And our own particular area is, is neighbors. We had one particular lady, and a year just gone, Christmas, we asked her to come to a Christmas carol concert here. And she said yes. And she came with us. And she was impressed. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit to, uh, into 2022. We asked her again to come to the Thursday service which involves chair-based exercise. It's then followed by a service led by Matt most of the time. Uh, then there's a lunch and then there's uh, singing. And she joins in with all that because she comes with us now on a regular basis. She's noticed that people are different and says how nice they are. And we agree. <laughs> um, but recently, in a Thursday service, when it was communion, she was quite 
emotional. And she said, I feel, I feel different today. I believe. I got that. And to take it a step further, um, she now has a very own Bible, which she says she reads in bed. And going on from that, she's going to be with us this Wednesday when we bring her to Alpha. Awesome. So, praise the Lord for all of that. Praise the Lord. Let's thank God for that. Well done. That's good. So we want to thank uh, John and Pam for their continual support for this service, but also praying for their friends. So let's pray for these guys. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Pam and John. We thank you for their heart for you. Lord, we pray that you continue to do miracles through them. Um, May they see things that they cannot explain, but they praise you for. Amen. Amen. Well done, mate. And... um, I just wanted, A, to encourage John and Pam, because they brought their friend along to church. Their friend came to know Jesus, and that's so exciting. Um, There's a moment when you're sometimes leading services where you think, is anything ever going to happen? And then just to hear that this lady said that day, I think I want to follow Jesus. That was just so exciting for all of us who've been part of Thursdays um, at St. T's. The second person I'd love to bring out is called Jim. This is Dr. Jim Hacking. Um, He is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, Jim. Uh, Yes, Jim's excited for Jim. He's also eating waffles, but don't worry about that. Uh, Jim, you hold that one. I had a very good waffle today, actually. Did you? A freshly made waffle. Oh, sorry, they were there a packet job, sorry. I was special. You weren't special <laughs> enough. Okay, uh, we said that you had three things on your mind as we chatted this through. Mm. Have you still got three on your uh, mind? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you go for yeah, those. So, yeah. Jim, how have you been seeing and speaking Jesus in your workplace? What is that? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so my job is I'm a GP. Woo! So I work in the NHS, which I'm very privileged to do. But as you can imagine, the last couple of years have been pretty tough, really. And we're certainly not out of the woods yet with that. And obviously the pandemic was tough and pretty terrifying at times and now I've got a lot of kind of backlog pressures which you've seen on the telly so you'll all know about that. Um, So I suppose for me one thing I found really helpful is just knowing that God's with me in that and that he's going to strengthen me and his kind of living water. I think two or three times in the Bible it talks about living water. Jeremiah talks about kind of that streams of living water and putting our roots down into it and so I guess yeah on a tough day when if you let your backs up against the wall it's just really helpful to know that God's with you in that, and I'm sure that's true in whatever your occupation or your job is. So that's one thing I find very helpful. Second thing, you might think this is stating the obvious, but anyway. Um, but just the last few couple months, maybe one month or two months, I've been thinking a bit about is how um, I've got Jesus in me. And actually, when I sit in the consultation room, when I'm talking to patients, when I'm asking them about the problems, when I'm listening to them, when I'm trying to work out what to do next, what tests to do, what the diagnosis is, actually that I've got Jesus in me, I've got the power of God in me that's helping my brain, helping me to listen, helping me to get the right choice and the right test, the right treatment. And that, I think, is a pretty amazing thought that whatever we're doing, whatever our job is, whatever our situation is, we've got Jesus in us 
and that can make us help us to do our job better, to care for people better, to make a better difference in whatever that we're doing, which I think is pretty amazing. I still kind of kind of process that myself really. Uh, and and the third thing that I thought of is, is kind of hope. And there's not a lot of hope around, is there really, when you turn the telly on at the moment or in a lot of workplaces, definitely not in the NHS. Most people in the NHS are pretty burnt out, fed up, feel undervalued, underpaid, hence they're all going on strike. Um, and, well, you, can't, you don't want to be glib or superficial. Actually, we have a hope, don't we? There's a song we have a hope that is said fast and certain. It's, uh, the Bible talks is always giving a reason for the hope that we have, which, of course, is Jesus. So in all the tough, tough stuff that's going on in the world, the thought that actually we have a hope that hopefully isn't glib and superficial, hopefully me- deep and meaningful, but actually hope for in all the difficulties that are going on we've got a hope which is jesus amazing thank you jim jim before you run off let me pray for you as well heavenly father we thank you for jim we thank you for the encouragement he is to so many Uh, thank you for the encouragement that he's been this evening and we just pray that as you are with him as he assesses different people and different things that you'll continue to bless him and help him to think clearly and to know how to uh, support and treat people the best he can. Thank you for his wisdom and all the different meetings that you put him in. Continue to help him um, support the most vulnerable people in our society, but also to proclaim who you are through the work that he does. Amen. Thank you, Jim. If you ever want to go for a run up a hill, Jim is a great person to go up for a run with as well. So they're just two amazing examples of everyday people who aren't paid to say what I do, um, telling you a little bit about how they see and speak Jesus. So I think as we go away from here, how can we notice Jesus? As we read our Bibles, as we talk to each other, how do we notice Jesus? Paul says all these amazing, incredible things about Jesus. What do you notice about Jesus? The thing that really excites me about Jesus is the people that he speaks to in the Gospels. The people who he draws alongside himself. They're not the most impressive people a lot of the time. And yet he calls them to follow him. They see miracles. He speaks to people who have been cast out by society. Notice Jesus. Then notice yourself. Paul is actually calling some of the bad practices out of this church. He wants them to remove some of the blemishes and the behaviors that make them alien and to take on Jesus as their savior, but also his hope and his holiness. How can we do that? How can we walk away from some of the stuff that's not helpful, that's damaging? How do we shake off that? And how do we walk towards Jesus and his holiness? But then also notice in others Maybe it's okay that this person noticed that I looked a bit tired. To be honest, it was just the fact that I hadn't had a shave. Um, But actually, when people take care over one another, maybe we can have God's eyes into people's hearts. Speak to people, look after people, love people. Notice other people's lives. So we're going to see those things and notice those things. And then we want to speak. We want to speak to Jesus Jesus, who am I? What's the purpose of my life? How are you calling me to be and to live? But then also we want to speak to others about Jesus. Share his love across this world, across this city, across our friendship groups, with our roommates, with our workmates. Let's talk about Jesus to others.
So as we, as we wrap up this bit, as we respond to God, how can we see and speak positively into the world, into our own lives? How can we see and speak to God now? Let's just pause and pray. And then I think Ali's going to lead us and the band will reappear full of waffles. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are present this evening, that you live inside of each of us. We pray that you minister to us now. Help us to know who it is that we're called to share you with this week, in the places where we work, in the places where we live, in the places where we serve. We thank you for for Pam and John and for Jim's example. And Lord, we know that there are so many more examples in this room and in this, in this church. But we pray that we all have encounters with you this evening. And then we go on to encounter the people that you've put in our path as well. Let's just have a moment of quiet just to allow your mind to wander. Ask God to speak to you in a way that you understand. Who is it that you need to see and speak to? Or maybe God just wants to show you something this evening. Just take a moment.